we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm back from my Thanksgiving celebrations here in Arizona. She's well, you're still in Liverpool, aren't you? Are Simone, of course, close uh, to the water as ever. And how's it all going in Liverpool? You're you're back in what tier two now? I can never keep up. Yeah. I know we are in, we are in tier two. We are full on queues around the box for the shops as everyone is in full on uh, shopaholic moment for, uh, for the, for the festive season. But yeah, it's, oh my gosh. it's, it's fine. How was, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you fall asleep in front of the TV after your, your vegan roast with a hat on? No hats, no hats. Oh. I mean, they're generally, just as a sidebar, no crackers here. It's quite hard to find crackers in the States. So when it came to Christmas oh. last year, I was like, but where's the crackers? So no silly hats, but no, they don't really do hats at Thanksgiving. But I ate enough to feed a family of about 27. So uh, <laughs> it was an absolutely glorious day. I mean, just the four of us. We'd had some friends who were planning to come over. We'd both been isolating ahead of time. And then one of our friends uh, lives in LA most of the time and was like, do you know what? I've got to go back to LA. LA's in total lockdown. Didn't feel comfortable about meeting up outside her household. I was like, I'm totally down with that. No problem at all. So it was just the four of us, which was kind of glorious. We didn't get dressed all day. We just wore jammers. We cooked an entire <laughs> meal, watched two films. You know, Dave and I drank at least a bottle of wine and it was just absolutely wonderful. So lovely time, thank you. Now have to climb 87 mountains a day in order to burn off everything I ate. But, you know... Hey ho, it, it, it all's good, all's good. I'm surprised to hear about the queues around the blocks for the shops because we hear, don't we, that the high street's really struggling right now. Yeah, and I think actually that has uh, spurred some of it on, you know, in particular Debenhams. I think that was, yeah. a, I suppose, a surprise, not a surprise. Um, mm. But yeah, that was definitely one of the places. And I think, but that's probably just the nature of, oh my goodness, um, actually we went into tier three sort of, Quite suddenly, I think, and and then obviously, in the, the national lockdown, sort of came across, came up sort of quite quickly. So I think all of a sudden we are close to the the, the season of, of of sharing presents and mm. and such like that. And uh, so I just say I think there's just general panic, or or maybe there's something about I don't know about uplifting about going out and buying for your you know your friends and your family and just something about having something else to focus on focusing on those kind of big long exhaustive lists that we have and rather than run the garage on Christmas Eve and buy wiper blades or is that do I just (laughs) live or do I just live in an episode of Friends I probably do (laughs) looking at what's happening on the British high street from here in the States I mean obviously household names that I grew up with I mean Debenhams for me was the place where probably a couple of three times a year mum and I would drive to Leicester or Peterborough which was the nearest town to where I grew up in the Midlands and it was a big thing that you'd go to Debenhams and if you know if I was dead lucky we'd go to the cafe and we'd sit down 
and we'd have like a shepherd's pie and we always had a big piece of lemon meringue pie for pudding and it was it was a really big outing as for me as a kid to go to a shop like Debenhams and to have that cafe you know we didn't eat out when we were kids who did really so it was it was a really big deal so I did feel you know some sadness to hear that it could possibly be leaving the high street but then honestly I can't remember the last time I shopped there you know when I was in Manchester there was that huge one right in Piccadilly Gardens and probably the only time I ever went in was if I was out in town with my dad because it was something he would go to you know but I think hearing about Arcadia Group I mean Top Shop. Burton's, those, you know, really big high street names. Topshop for me was a real shocker. Absolutely, Topshop. I think Bon Marsh yesterday, yes. Miss Selfridge, but definitely Topshop, Miss Selfridge. I used to go into Miss Selfridge, used to get the the, the, the bus through, I think, um, from Lancashire where I was growing up, um, into into Liverpool, me and my friend, with a Polaroid camera, try stuff on in the changing <laughs> rooms of, of Miss Selfridge. By the weekend, my mum had made it up. It was fantastic. No it was way. Sick. I know. You know, the bizarre thing, it was when sailor dresses were all the rage, showing my age and before I joined the Navy. Who knew I was, I was like prepping my uniform all those, all those <laughs> days. But, but I saw quite a few um, interviews on the media with, with young people mm. who were saying, well, actually, you know, Topshop's lost its way. Topshop's really? either, yeah, too expensive or has not used, what did I say? I have absolutely never embraced the influencer. So the online influencers. So the, the way the likes of your ASOS and mm, Boohoo yeah, yeah. have influencers on Instagram and YouTube have, have absolutely flown their market. The top shop, Miss Selfridge have not gone down that route. The Arcadia have not gone down that route. And it, it goes back to all those years ago of, of blockbuster, uh, blockbuster video isn't it and you know before the mm. advent of streaming and online and, and not adapting with the times yeah uh, and that and that was that was really interesting because the, the person who was interviewed was probably only you know was was, was mid-20s or whatever but was yeah. so articulate with that view whereas to you, you and I it's like oh no oh no we're, we're, you know that that's something we've grown up with yeah that's so do you know what that's so interesting and I find it a little bit unnerving that people see to spend £30 on a dress is expensive. Because yes, you can go onto Boohoo and they're £10-15 for a dress. Mm. And my daughter the other day, we, we we need to get a coat, she needs to get a coat. And I said, oh, look for one for Christmas. And there was something that came up and it was about $35. And she went, oh, that's very expensive. And I went, not really for a puffer jacket, it's not. It's really not. And she said, oh, well, I, I saw some online for like $15. And I went, yeah, but who's made that? And are they getting paid a fair wage? And all these things that we all like to think that we think about all the time. And I think fast fashion has become such a big part of our lives. But for now, for young women, I've always thought Topshop was really reasonable when I was growing up. Really reasonable. But, you know, the times have really changed. It is. And we talked last week uh, when we had our, our fabulous Adele Mitchinson, ah. she's on the pod get, uh, co-hosting. We talked about small business. We talked about, yes. you know, shopping local. We sh- talked about shopping from our sort of creative friends. And interesting enough, um, last week we launched our peer networks uh, cohort, which we're delivering up in Lancaster. We've got 10 female led businesses. Oh my goodness. We'll tell you stories each week. We've, uh, tell, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you one, one week about the goat course. But we'll we'll come back to that. But um, one one of the 
female owners, uh, one of the owners on the cohort is uh, Tiffany. And Tiffany has a shop, a clothing shop, a fashion shop in mm. Lancaster. Yeah. It's been over there, over there for over 60 years. So it's been part of the community for so many, for decades. Mm. Uh, and anyway, when we were doing the, the kickoff call on uh, last week, you know, she was talking about TikTok Tuesdays and, you know, sort of throwback this and disco and, and, and you know, and the things that she is doing and innovating. That's the thing, isn't it, that you want to support? You want to support that creativity, that madness, that yeah. innovation, that, that that mischief. So so check out Tiffany. Uh, we'll put her, her link in the show notes. But, you know, I've, I've never met her before she's joined the cohort. And, I, you know, I love that. I love the fact, you know, digging deep, you know, really preserving, reinventing and innovating on, on your brand. Um, it's important and it's important to support that local community but as well, isn't it? It really is. And it's hard. It's hard, I think, to find the people to support. And I'm super mindful of it. And obviously, I moved here to America 18 months or so ago now. And I was thinking for Christmas, I'd really like to support some local businesses, some little local shops. And all round by me, I live sort of in North Phoenix, I live out of the city centre. All round by me, we've got the Targets, the Walmarts, the Macy's, the JC Pennies. These are all the big, big chain stores. And I was thinking, well, you know, I could go into Macy's and I could go into Target in these big department stores. I want to go to the little shops. Where are they? What do I search for? What's my search engine? And I bought some stuff off Etsy, but obviously that wasn't super local. But I, I saw a, a, a tweet that went viral here with a woman who's saying, whoever just spent $50 in my Etsy shop, thank you so much. I can buy my groceries tomorrow now. And you think $50 for a, a creator or a small business is a huge difference. And it makes a difference between someone being able to buy groceries for their family or not. What's $50 to Target? What's $50 to Amazon? It's it's a drop in the ocean for them. It's absolutely nothing. But I was thinking, well, I don't know where to find these people. And I think that is the challenge that we all have, especially as we're so time poor. If we're lucky enough to have kept our jobs during this really difficult time, then we might have some money in our pocket to spend where, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't, but we want to hopefully spend it mindfully and, and within our community. And it can be hard to find those people. Absolutely. And I think this is why we were doing the shout out last week. So yeah. please keep that going. We want to encourage that. Please and do. interesting enough, when we put it through the WhatsApp groups as well because I think we were like would you shop at Etsy would you shop on the high street or would you shop online and and actually what we what we got really was an overview was all of the above actually yeah. in, in that it's is that you you know because sometimes it's a convenience here but sometimes it's right I want to be really purposeful about what I do here yeah. uh, and whatever but but yeah um, and I think that's why Renee's fashion.co.uk that's Tiffany's Tiffany's website so please do check that out but equally the stuff that like you say it's food on the table but it's what that individual's business plays a part in that local community as well and that and, and that's one of the things we, we our poll this week yeah. um we asked about you know how has 2020 affected your ties to your local community um and i don't think it's a surprise to say that 69 percent was stronger um 19 percent was weaker 11 percent uh stayed the same actually yeah actually the 19 percent did shock me as being weaker because when i looked at it from my perspective i look at it at my work perspective mm. as in the office uh you know that we come to work in definitely conversing more I mean, we've always been chatty, but definitely, you know, making more time because there's less people around and definitely without a zillion percent where we live on the boat, uh, you know, it is a community anyway, but 
more so now. Um, I think we've had more, you know, sort of deeper friendships form and, and, and things like that. So I think without a doubt, whatever the community, so my two communities have absolutely been my engagement because I'm traveling less, I suppose. It's the opposite for me. It's the opposite. I haven't oh. seen I haven't seen people at all. And, you know, I'm in a new country, so it is different. If I was in Manchester on my street where I used to live in Sale, it was a really, really close-knit community. I was really super close to all my neighbours. You know, we still WhatsApp each other all the time. I still really, really miss them. But here, it, I'm in a massive city. I'm new in a city. I know, you know, only a, a small amount of people, essentially. And it was funny. I was chatting to one friend the other day. And he said to me, have you made any new friends this year? You know, I've not heard you mention anyone new. And I went, how? However, well, I've made new friends this year. You can't go out. You can't socialise. You can't. There's no other school gates with the, the other parents because, well, you don't get out your car here anyway, but there's no school. You know, I have to drop my children off if they ever go to anything in a mask, stay in the car, don't get out, don't speak. To, it's been impossible. So... And I've moved house in the middle of all this as well. So I'm in a community now where I don't know any of my neighbours. I don't have any connection to a local community. I think it will come. But right now in a pandemic, it's pretty hard to start when you're somewhere new. Well, we've got a couple of responses, actually. So uh, Rue Ashworth, who yes. was on our podcast when we did over at the Fabulous Peace Hall, you know, oh, she says it's it. gone in waves. Yeah, it's gone mm. in waves. Got stronger initially. People came together in a big way. But now it feels a little bit more every man for himself. And that's not great. And that's that's mm. made me, oh, that made me really uncomfortable. And then uh, Laura Hepburn, we know, a uh, big uh, contributor to Northern yeah. Power Women World, you know. Uh, she lives in a small village. March was very help each other. The next lockdown bought hospital hostility and a much wow. more broken down version of community I felt huh. uh, in the town I know in the town I've seen a lot more recognition of people who needed it from grassroots and less help from uh, the top the second time so really interesting and I think one of the things um tonight on um, what would have been our rearranged awards uh, but remember Sam everything comes to he she they who wait uh, but tonight um at 6 p.m on Twitter we are doing a Twitter takeover please join in the hashtag hashtag NPWG Cheers. But one of the things we want you to high five your own successes and high five everything that you are awesome about, because guess what? You are. But we also want you to shout out those people who have got you through 2020. It has been tough, but let us know what your cheer for the year is. So please everyone who's lifted you up or has just done that great thing the postman who dressed up in a teddy bear outfit to deliver the post or whatever it may be it's been tough so who's who's your cheer for the year please join in that conversation hashtag npw cheers love it love it love it please do it Thank you. Right, let's get some life lessons going, shall we? And this week, it's from a fantastic woman who who works in a pretty male-dominated world. Oh, she does. Claire Gallery-Strong, who is the head of programme uh, Integrated Waste Management at the Nuclear Decommissioning Authority. And I really put a lot of spotlight. You know, we talk about a cheers for the year. I'm going to raise a cheer for the year for Claire. Uh, and not just a year, but the last few years, because... Claire definitely bought and put a spotlight on the nuclear industry uh, in Northern Power Women. We know, you know, we've had, you know, Adrienne Kelby, CBE, um, Lucy from United Utilities, the women in nuclear groups. We've had yeah. so many amazing Christina Rampiare, uh, Pearson Rampiare, you know, and I do 
absolutely hold a cheers up to Claire for shining the light on, like you say, this 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 massive industry, but massively male dominated. And she's got some brilliant life lessons this week. Claire Gallery Strong, Head of Programme, Integrated Waste Management. Tell us about an important role model in your life. That's got to be Judith Arnside. When I was growing up on the west coast of Ireland as a young girl, I got to know Judith. She was an amazing woman, a woman with purpose, impact, and able to harness networks to make a difference. Just one example of something Judith did was setting up a charity called Caring for the Carers, giving those who had full-time care responsibilities respite so that they could have some time to care for themselves. She did that using her female networks and business networks and really made a difference on how I consider volunteering. And I think much of what I do in volunteering comes because I saw Judith. Give us an example of when a strong business network comes into its own. So here in Cumbria, I set up a women's network. And over the years, I've got to know many other women also throughout the community. Um, And one night, our local MP rang me and told me that in the middle of this summer heat wave, the local state school's central heating had locked on. The windows were in such a poor state of repair, they were going to fall out if they opened them, and they needed chiller units there. So I hopped on the phone, got my company to send chiller units, but I also hopped on the phone and got my other women networks onto the case other companies came to the rescue. In the morning, by six o'clock, we'd chilly units in the school. State exams started as per schedule the next day. All to the power of female business networks. What's one piece of advice that really struck with you? Pete Lutwich, one of my mentors, told me when I was just a young graduate, he was a senior leader in my organisation, and Pete said, do the hours you need to do, Claire, not the hours you see other people doing. Brilliant advice, made me aware of office presenteeism. I stuck to it and it gave me the confidence to do the hours I knew were important rather than what I saw others doing. It even gave me the confidence to flex my hours so I picked up my kids from school sometimes and dropped them off. Thank you, Pete. What difference did having a mentor make to you? My mentors are still with me. I see them as my trusted board of advisors. Some of the things they've done, Graham helped me get my chartered chemist, and not just that, he also encouraged me to go for fellow, even though I thought I wasn't ready, gave me a reference and sponsored me through it. Thank you, Graham. Sue's helped me prepare for interviews and given me job references too. Uh, Neil's helped me prepare for interviews and lots of lots of chewing over stories and advice. They're still there. They're still my boarded board of trusted advisors. Thank you. Tell us about a time you had to be resilient. When I was 25, I was made redundant and I thought it was the worst thing that had ever happened to me. I felt like I was no value to society, no value to me, and I felt worthless. I picked myself up and looked for other jobs and I ended up working in the pharmaceutical sector. I got an amazing contract, working on a new anti-cancer drug, bringing it to market, working with the Federal Drug Agency to take it through their systems. It was a fantastic opportunity, gave me loads of fun, 
new networks, great confidence, and I realized I had a whole shed load of capabilities I hadn't known I had. So actually, being made redundant, it wasn't the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was the best. Thank you so much to the brilliant Claire Gallery Strong. I absolutely love, love, love what she talked about there. Do you know what my favourite was, Simone? I bet you know, really. But the resilience, being made redundant and you think your world is over, you think everyone's crushing it around you. And then she, you know, to have that perspective to turn around to go, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And that's what I think has been a big, big part of this year is to go, this will end and we are going to look back and think of the positives that happened during this time. And it's been really hard, but we're going to see them. So thank you so much for that, Claire. Loved it. Yeah, thank you, Claire. Absolutely. I think with change and with unsettling uh, times comes opportunity as well. And I think we've always got to keep that in sight, haven't we? Definitely. Please do send us your life lessons. We'll tell you exactly what's to do. It's so easy. Just bob us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. And we'll just tell you exactly what to do and what to do next. It's dead easy. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Um, Right, look. Uh, I know that you've got a uh, swanky old awards ceremony to hop onto, virtual, of course. But I mean, have you ever have you had an in-person meeting at any time in the last few months? I wouldn't even know what to wear anymore. Well, yes, actually, um, I was. Um, oh my god, I'm coming into the office last week, and I was having a walk and talk social distance uh, meeting with Ganan, uh, one of our other previous guest co-hosts. Brilliant. And now, and now, actually, great news. Actually, Ganan's agreed to be a Northern Power Women ambassador as well, which Yay. is fantastic. She's wonderful. She's, yeah, she's wonderful. And I thought, right, I'm meeting Ganan. You know what, Ganan's like. She smiles with her eyes, and she has this real uplift about her. And I thought. Well, I'm going to look nice. I'm going to look nice because me and her are going to style it down the street. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do is we walk yeah. around our block having a meeting. So, you know, the lippy on, me me shiny new Dr. Martins because I think I'm super cool, Ooh. even though I'm probably a bit, probably a bit old for it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's my imposter syndrome. Anyway, walking down. and uh, So I'm there. I'm like, Rob, I'm leaving the boat. I'm running. I've got a half eight meeting, Rob. I've got to run. And I had to guess, Simone, just turn around. Let me see that. Oh, I said, you love it. My new little jumper dress thing. And he goes, is it split at the back? No, 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 no. It sits over my tights. All good. No, no. Totally split down the bag. And because I was running for a meeting, if Northern Power Man hadn't have spotted, um, I would have been indecently exposing myself at 8.30 in the morning to the whole of the waterfront of Liverpool. So thank you, Northern Power Man, for for protecting my dignity. Um, And equally, it would have been jolly cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but just think of the Instagram pictures that could have been out there, Simone. I'm disappointed in Rob. I'm going to have words with him. I love it. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, look, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, As ever, this is the Northern Power Women podcast. The next episode is on the way for you on Monday, December the 14th. I can't quite believe it. But until then, she's Simone Roche. I'm Sam Walker. Thank you again for listening. The Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. (laughs) 